Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, and definitely tonight, not a televiper, if you know what's been going on, <laughs> uh, Crapshoot, a.k.a. Noel Wood. And I am the Cobra Trooper that zaps all of the flavor out of Fruit Strike Gum, codename Legion Cub. Wow, you've got to be the fastest draw in all of Cobra then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as soon as you put that thing in your mouth, it's gone. So uh, would it be Televiper or would it be, what is, tell me the te- difference, Technoviper or Televiper? Yeah, a Technoviper is essentially the, the tech support guy for Cobra, and then the Televiper would be the communications expert. So the te- uh, Technoviper is not the DJ, though. Right. Does Cobra have a <laughs> DJ? Uh, if they did, would it be the Technoviper? I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'm thinking... This may have to be something for Dragon Con. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Let me make a note. That's a good <laughs> idea. Who is, you know, that would actually be a really fun thing to do, which, which, by the way, for the listeners, we will be hosting a panel at Dragon Con. Uh, the time has not been nailed down yet, but keep an eye on the Dragon Con app for Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, we will have a live panel there. It'll be audience interactive. We'll be having lots of G.I. Joe fun. But I think that's a great idea. Let's come up with some sort of weird specialties and we'll let the audience vote on who would handle that specialty. So like Cobra DJ, um, GI Joe, uh, who changes the tires on the vamp. Is it necessarily (laughs) clutch or is there somebody lower down the line? All right. That's a great idea. Dragon con notes live here on audible interlude uh all right i'm just writing down cobra dj so two days from now when i look at this i'll be like cobra dj what does that mean why did i write that down we all right to justin we'll be like oh yeah that's why yes exactly that's that's why there are three of us uh we've got a couple of things to talk about here it's it's gonna be another news heavy episode now we we plan to get to our segments but we'll see how everything goes but before we get to our intro please follow us on instagram at audible interlude podcast and on twitter at gi joe audible uh you can check out the needless things youtube channel last week i did reviews of all of the snake eyes gi joe origins movie figures and the new Retro Stalker. And this week, I reviewed the Alpha Commandos 2-pack with Snake Eyes and Timber. So check out those video reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, And then also, uh, as far as Audible Interlude, in the same place you found this episode, you can find our review of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. That went up last week. So we've got some news, fellas. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, is there is there anything you guys are particularly eager to talk about before we get to anything else? Because I know the number one on my hit list. Oh, I think the first one on our list is probably the one that uh, is the juiciest. Okay, so Super Seven uh, on July fifteenth, after teasing us for months now, finally revealed not just reaction figures. Not just the Super Cyborg bat that I already have on my shelf and really wasn't much of a reveal at all, uh, but also, finally, the G.I. Joe Ultimates, the Sunbow-based 
ultimate action figures that uh, we're going to, well, we're going to talk about the ultimates. We're going to talk about the reaction figures because uh, there's a lot to cover here, but ultimates wise, I know I was immediately just in love. I, I had to have them because I'm a big nerd, not just for GI Joe for Sunbow, but I collect super seven ultimates, like several of their lines. So already being sort of intimately familiar with that style and what they go for. I, I was just blown away. What were you guys' initial reactions on seeing these things? Blown away. Yeah, just gorgeous, gorgeous figures. I don't know how many I'm, I'm going to wind up owning. Uh, there's a couple of them that I, I would definitely like to get my hands on at some point in time. I have not yet pre-ordered or ordered any of the ones that were available, but uh, there's, the, there's a couple of them. That bat is super nice, and uh, I might have to get my hands on that thing. Yep, so, I have pre-ordered the Cobra Commander, um, and I'm I'm that bat is awesome. The price point makes it a little difficult to army build. Yeah, with him. Um, <clears throat> here, but here's... you get so much with all of these. Here's I mean, here's how I'm looking at these. Uh, I've I've got the whole wave pre-ordered. And ordered an additional bat from BigBadToyStore.com uh, because I, I have to be able to display the beat up one too. Yeah, I can't just have the clean one on my shelf. To to me, the beat up one is like a whole separate figure. There's so much to it. Um, I ordered directly from Super Seven, which is what I do now with Super Seven Ultimates because you get them much sooner than you do if you order from other retailers. But Super 7 does charge up front, whereas with the other, like Big Bad Toy Store, you have the option of canceling your pre-order. They don't take any money out until it ships. So depending on how you like to run your finances, uh, you know, that may be a better option. And the, the price is the same either way. Well, actually, the price is better from Big Bad because they have the $4 flat rate shipping. Well, like I said, you're going to get it four to six weeks later, and I just can't tolerate that. I've got a YouTube channel to run. Uh, <laughs> Four to six weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like ordering stuff uh, with your flag points back <laughs> right. in the eighties. <laughs> right. Uh, so, like I said, I'm already invested in Super Seven's Ultimates line. Uh, I've got Ninja Turtles. I've got Thundercats. I've got King Diamond on the way. I've got the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast figures lined lined up. I've got a couple of the Conan. Like, I love this line. To me, it is a premium boutique line. It is. Different from but comparable to Mezco's 112 Collective as far as being the very best version of this thing that you can get. So for me, the premium price tag makes sense, especially looking at all the accessories that these come with, mm -hmm. the way that they're designed. Uh, a lot of people complained about the articulation. To me, for these figures to look this way, they have the perfect amount of articulation. I don't need double jointed knees and elbows on figures that I want to have this aesthetic profile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yep. So this, this to me is a specialty thing. It's super sevens, ultimate versions of these characters and the, just looking at each one of them, you guys already mentioned the bat, which I think is the standout of this first wave. 
uh, with everything you would expect a bat to have, in addition to a laser rifle, a laser pistol, uh, multiple regular hands, in addition to the arm attachments, a torn off hand. Uh, I love the neck with the electric the electricity shooting uh-huh. out of it. Uh, it. It's fantastic, and I love the way that they did the chest, uh, rather than it being lenticular, which for this form wouldn't really have worked. Uh, they've done it like the uh, some of the, I think the 25th anniversary bat figures, or it might have even been that uh, mail order set of bats uh, that has sculpted interior mechanisms like this under a clear panel, uh, which I think is a cool look. And, a, you know, it's the way that this needed to be. Now, uh, what is the uh, the the size on the Ultimates figures? Do you do we know? They, they are. Mention- I think they're referred to as well. They're seven inch figures. So they, seven they, inches tall. Right. That's what I thought, and that's why um, because with that bat being slightly larger than your classified figures, I kind of imagine the bat could be a little bit bigger and still kind of fit in. So I I think it, that one specifically would would display well with classifieds. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say aesthetically, it won't. Size-wise, sure, a bat can be a little bit bigger, but mm-hmm. these, the way that Ultimates are designed, and, and this is my personal taste, I can't display different things together. Like, I can't Uh-oh. put I can't put a uh, DC Direct Batman on a shelf with DC Universe Classics. That, that makes me nauseous. I can't do it. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, you don't want to see my toy shelves then. Oh, right. Well, now, now that's <laughs> that, with a collection. I do have miscellaneous shelves where lots of different things are together, uh, but that's different. Like collection-wise, like I couldn't put I, – I couldn't even put like a Marvel Legends figure with my G.I. Joe Classified because they're – I can't mix – I can't mix my MCU Marvel Legends with my comic book Marvel Legends. Not acceptable. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving Cobra Commander, we all understand at this point why he does not come with an alternate hooded head. Uh, I'm fine with that. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Here's another thing that I think people didn't quite pick up on. It would have cost more money to do another, because right now we're just getting a repainted head. This is mm-hmm. not a differently tooled head. And, and barely repainted at that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Unpainted head. Um, but if we had gotten a hooded head, then they probably would have had to pull out at least one or two of these great accessories that this guy comes with. And I don't want to lose any of these. It's got uh-uh. the, uh, the synth, uh, what's it, synthoid uh, remote control. It's mm-hmm. got some other little control box. The uh, like all the stuff that he comes with, I want it all. Like it's cool. I'd rather have that over the hooded head because in the end, I'm gonna display the helmeted head anyway. Same here. Uh, but he's got he's got his cloak. He's got a laser rifle that I'm sure is uh, all, every. He's got three pistols and one rifle. Uh, the complaint that he does not include the original action figure pistol is there but the thing is this is based off of sunbow where we never saw that original action figure pistol these are the pistols he had in the sunbow cartoon uh so again multiple hands fantastic duke probably the least exciting of the set would you guys agree 
but that's Deep. Duke to a T. Yeah. yeah, Duke's the least exciting pretty much in every wave he's in. Uh, but I think he looks great. And the thing initially when I looked at him, I was like, man, his face looks really severe. But then go and watch the cartoon. And like, this is what he looks like. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. cheekbones, the jaw, like this is the open mouth, particularly, which granted, nobody <clears throat> ever wants another open mouth Duke for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Duke. Duke in mid yo Joe. That's what this head is. Uh, I lo- he's, he's great. He comes with, you know, as much stuff as you might want Duke to have. And he does have some of the original action figure accessories because what else is Duke going to come with really? I honestly, and we'll get to it with the next one, but I think that he could have come with one of the accessories that came with Snake Eyes because of the beginning of G.I. Joe the movie. I wanted to see him with his with oh. his uh, jetpack on. Yeah. Yeah. And we have gotten Duke with a jetpack before, obviously uh, in the, the, the modern figures line. But still, like that to me is one of the things that if I'm going to get a Duke figure, I'd like to have the, the jetpack with him. Well, and here's something to consider is Super 7, so far in the Ninja Turtles line and the Toxic Crusaders line, uh, well, okay, and there's a second one coming in the Ninja Turtles line. They have done exclusive variants uh, of figures. They did a glow-in-the-dark Baxter Stockman. They're doing a glow-in-the-dark Mutagen Man, uh, and they did a glow-in-the-dark Toxie. So I think we have two possibilities here. One... We're going to get a glow-in-the-dark radioactive snake eyes. Right, they have to. They absolutely which would have be to. Well, it comes with a canister. He comes with a right. canister, so I feel like right. this figure should already have that feature. Uh, well, but when they do, do glow-in-the-dark, they like, because I, when I've got a glow-in-the-dark toy, I like it to look like a glow-in-the-dark toy. Mm-hmm. So oh, I you want, want that white, yellowish. Yes. Only in Snake <laughs> Eyes' case, I think when they do the glow-in-the-dark snake eyes, I think he has like a red glow, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think he needs to be sort of a red glow, but like this snake eyes, when I was a kid, this is the snake eyes I wanted, even though he's weird without gloves on. That's what he was in that first series, man. This and is he's it. Blue and purple, which is, you know, the weird cartoon colors they right. use. Yep. But that's and what, I, you know, I saw him at more in the cartoon than I did in the comics when I was, you know, when I was first watching G.I. Joe. And this timber looks fantastic. And this Amazing. is the first thing that we, you know, saw in full form. And it was very mm-hmm. clear that it was a sunbow timber. Uh, now, granted, I just reviewed the classified series timber, and and that's a high water mark in toy animals. I guess <laughs> that's a thing now. Um, Until wait till we get that fully articulated uh, poly with a shipwreck. Exactly. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, or, or Raptor's Bird, which I don't even know <laughs> if Raptor's Bird has a name. But my gosh, I want a classified series Raptor so bad. <laughs> Embarrassment. Uh, That's his name. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't keep a name because the birds keep running away from him. Like, I don't know where I want this guy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love these. I adore them. They're the GI Joe figures that I've, you know, again, this is what super seven does is they give us these figures that are what I had in my head when I was a kid. Uh, and, and they're not, you know, overwhelming. They we're going to get probably three times a year. We'll get a new wave of figures and 
you know, depending on your collecting habits, that's not crazy. Now, for me, everything is crazy because <laughs> I have no self-control whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love these. I'm so excited about these. But if you don't want to spend $55 per figure, there is an alternative to the Ultimates. And that is on a different page that I'm going to have to pull up here. Uh, reaction figures. I got the sense that the GI Joe public in general was a little more excited about these uh, than they were about the ultimates. How did you guys I, feel about these? I don't know, man. I don't, I people, I think a lot of the people in the Joe community don't understand what these are and right. they, they are just angry that they're releasing carded three and three quarter inch figures that only have five points of articulation. They're like, well, this is a step back for GI Joe it's that's you have to look at this this is not a new line of gi joe figures right uh -uh. this is characters from gi joe being adapted <laughs> into an existing line it's it's like when they did street fighter in the gi joe style like dalzim didn't stretch and m bison was the same size as all the other figures because they were adapting these characters into the gi joe format and that's or what they're you doing can look with at G.I. Like, Joe now. You can look at it like, you know, Funko Pops. Right. These are G.I. Joes in a in an existing style. And really, right. the, the big draw for reaction figures to me is not the figure that's inside the package. It's the package with the figure still attached to it. It's the whole like, presentation. Yeah, it's the the whole. I mean, I, I have a couple of reaction figures and, I, and they're still in their package and they're going to stay there unless I get a duplicate. Like I've got a duplicate Optimus Prime and I'll put one out for display you know but but for the most part these are just things that are going to sit on my wall because it's the the whole the whole presentation is beautiful yeah i've got well actually i've got a couple of walls just of reaction figures now and if you uh i like to get the star cases for them mm -hmm. and put them in those and just a whole block of them they're gorgeous now every once in a while there's one i want to open up uh but yeah to me these are basically little pieces of art and that's why they carry the price tag they do as well yeah which is really not that much more than i mean the classified figures are 13 dollars at retail these are 18 so five dollars more the retro the retro yeah, that's, that's what i mean the retro, retro figures yeah um, so five dollars more than a retro figure and you get what's a to me a much better presentation yes and well and you're you're packaging nostalgia and mm -hmm. while yeah. hasbro Hasbro is, I think, attempting to capture that same nostalgia with the retro line. While I do like some of what they're doing, they're not capturing it like this is with these cartoon and comic book versions, with all of the different troopers they're doing, the green shirts. Like, this is just beautiful. And again, you know, when I was a kid, these would have disappointed me. I'm not going to lie. But aesthetically, like the way that they look and what they're representing is spot on and perfect. And I love it. And they, it's. And all this goes back to. All this goes back to Noel oh, being ahead. possessed by a robot. <laughs> oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Noel no, I was just going to say, all this goes back to. Are you. Am I am I lost in the? You've been again? you've been blooping in and out a little bit, but you're back now. 
All right. So anyway, my my what I was saying was I think for a lot of people, especially in our generation, really your first real big foray into action figures was with Kenner Star Wars figures. So there's going to be a, a certain nostalgia for that style of figure, for that five point of our five points of articulation with the you know the simpler designs, but you know great packaging because that's what those things were known for. And yes, we loved them as a kid. I had a lot of other toys that were also in that same that same vein i had like flash gordon figures that were in the same same design and a couple of others so yeah when i see these and when i you know i, I never thought we were going to see gi joes in reactions when years ago i was you know picking up army of darkness reaction figures and you know transformers reaction figures and other things that i like like that um but you know, this this whole thing like just seeing that reaction logo in the style of the Kenner logo all that just appeals to me and I think it appeals to a lot of people well and much like pops and that's a great comparison part of the excitement of this is having all of these different licenses in the same format so you have your G.I. Joe figures standing alongside your Big Trouble and Little China figures your the Thing figures your Masters of the Universe figures like all of these toys that you had when you were a kid that if you're like me he-Man and G.I. Joe didn't play together, but now right. they can <laughs> because they share the same form. And I think that's really cool. And I was going to say for as much as the Ultimates are in that style of the cartoon, I, I think the, the bonus to the reaction is you're getting the cartoon, you're getting with the grunts, you're, you're getting more of the original 82 toy look and then when they tossed in Quinn which that was a total surprise to me I was like okay yeah. they, they know the fan base that they're going after and they're just no you're going to get some surprises we're, we're not going to be this line is not just uh, beholden to the Sunbow look or the comic book look or the toy look you're, you're going to get all of those characters in this style and it goes back to to um like when i was growing up and i had mego figures because i had mm -hmm. batman and spider-man in the same style yes. Uh, yes and my dukes of hazard and all my other ones as well and this is you know it's it's similar in that sense too which i just realized now talking mego we don't have that in our notes which we should have in our notes oh yeah yeah we gotta yeah. talk we'll, we'll <laughs> i'm gonna write that down we're gonna talk about that um actually i'll throw that right in here so we don't miss it um and another great thing about these is the representation that they're getting in there we're getting these troopers with all the different skin tones which i think is awesome uh that's been done by hasbro before but not to this extent uh and not to the level of uh, availability we're going to have here because now uh, you can go on bigbadtoystore.com and order the case of 15 there are 15 different figures uh in this first wave uh, you can get the whole thing in one shot and get every single figure. And as we've been saying, you put these all up on the wall together, they're going to be beautiful. Yep. Well, <laughs> they've, done, they've done it before, but they were always in multi-packs. So if you wanted to buy uh, several with a certain skin tone, you had to buy the other ones as well. Right. So in this case, you can buy them individually. If you want all of yours to have a, have a single skin tone, then you can buy all the ones in that skin tone. And while I don't, plan on collecting these i can tell you right now the first time i see them in target i'm i'm gonna buy some yeah. <laughs> especially that I, lo I love how shiny that destro is 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the troopers are so they're just so pretty because I love that I love that uh, animation style, and the the packaging artwork is so nice on them. So I'll probably have to pick up a couple of those. Well, and that Baroness, I mean, oh no, no again. No, no. Again, the 25th anniversary line did that Baroness, mm-hmm. but it's so wonky and weird looking. I think this one looks great. Yeah. Compared to that one, I, I still, I don't, it's just something about the blue that I, I think just does not look good with her. I mean, the black is better, but we got to have this uniform. Yeah. Yeah. We got to yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to move on. Uh, the next thing that I've got in the notes is and this is absolutely infuriating to me that this is already listed on pulse and it's just been sitting there coming soon for like a month now uh the gi joe classified series master of disguise zartan action figure so the classified series zartan the regular one that's already out is an excellent figure Uh, i still don't quite understand the weird skulls on his belt but other than that uh Really fantastic Zartan. And then they come along with this <laughs> PulseCon exclusive Zartan, which I don't think we know yet when PulseCon is. I feel like it was the end of September last year. Uh, when they first announced this, for some reason I was thinking it was for San Diego Comic-Con or the virtual con that they well, did Well, and I mean, year, in, but... th- in theory it is, but now Hasbro has decided to sort of move that into their own thing. Mm-hmm. rather than be in line with everybody else, which was probably a smart move because there were a number of really hot items related to the Comic-Con time frame this year. And I think they're smart to wait, you know, uh, four or six weeks to do their own thing when people's wallets have maybe recovered a little bit. <laughs> uh, so this Zartan looks fantastic. Uh, he's, he's actually color-changing which is tremendous. He has a different deco that is, it's not the cartoon Zartan, but it looks sort of animated. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of something that you might've seen in the style kind of almost Sigma six ish. I would just agree in with his that. Proportions. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I think it's drawing back to some of that, maybe some of the stuff like animate, like animation style, something from like renegades from that era. Yeah. Uh, and then in the box with this color changing Zartan that is essentially the same figure, just different deco on him, uh, includes one, two, three, four, five, six additional heads, uh, among them a snake eyes and storm shadow head that we do not have in classified form yet, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, some kind of weird skull mask, uh, the traditional creepy face mask looking thing that he normally has something that looks like a shrunken down watcher head uh and then this one i'm a little disappointed in this one because it has a mohawk why not throw in the big orange mohawk zartan Uh, yes like i would have loved that but i mean actually this may not even be a mohawk it may be like is that balding yeah i i thought it because his the face looks rounder yeah, the other. So I thought it was like I, old man, hard master. Well, oh, no, I thought it was. I thought it was specifically the soft master. Yeah, actually, I think master. you're right. I think yeah. It, yeah. I think it's a soft master. You're right. So I wonder if this third one 
that's just bald is something specific too. He looks kind of gung ho ish. Oh, he you, might uh, even have long hair in the back. I'm trying to tell. Uh, but anyway, it comes with a bunch of different heads to represent him changing his face. Uh, comes with bow and arrow, which is the same quiver that comes with Storm Shadow. Uh, knives, all all kinds of fun stuff. Great set. $36.99. I think it's a pretty good price for everything that you get, including the color-changing figure. Uh, I'll order it the second I can and hopefully will not miss it. Because isn't that just how pre-orders work now? You you better get on it or nothing for you, Sonny Boy. Unless it's the new Target stuff that seemed to be available every two weeks now. <laughs> well, but with with GI Joe, yes. If like if you if you missed out on that stuff, that's on you. Uh, but then there's other stuff that's Target exclusive. Like there's some WWE figures right now that I don't know if they ever even went up for pre-order. Right now they say sold out. But if you look at them in one page, it says pre-order coming soon. What I like, I I don't know. What's Did you guys on. notice the front of his package has a head changing wheel? Yes. Yes, uh, it's got a little uh, cutout on the side, yes. like an old pop-up book, and it spins through uh, the different the different faces. heads. That yeah. is all kinds of cool. And something else I just noticed. Uh, so the Alpha Commando set that I reviewed on the Needless Things YouTube channel this week is number 30. It's the 30th classified figure. This is number 31. I just noticed this on the top of the packaging. Hmm. So this is technically the next figure in the series. And I'm trying to think now. So we've got Barbecue Breaker, Roadblock, the throwback Roadblock or whatever they're calling it. I can't remember. Is that is that all we know right now? I'm thinking off the top of my head. Hmm that that's and the snake eyes was already has been released yeah yeah i've i've, I've got it yeah because it was those three that we talked about in that episode mm -hmm. so no uh no more cobra no alley viper yet which is wild because the alley viper has been on the card back from the beginning so maybe i guess PulseCon maybe we'll get some new announcements yeah all right, so you guys, uh, I think, have dabbled in classified a bit here and there. Christian, have you have you gotten any yet? No, you know, oh. and and thing is, after moving, my target has gotten in Cobra Commanders quite a few times on the shelves, They're and everywhere. I have come so close to pulling the trigger, and then as soon as I saw the Super Seven, I was like, oh, that, yeah. "That's the Cobra Commander I yeah, want yeah. for my photos." Mm -hmm. so and that and that makes sorry sense. classified well no, that cobra look, commander is is the most omnipresent figure in that line it's yeah uh, I, I, I showed you the picture of the the one that i set up on top of the racks at the at the walmart in decatur and i went back again this this tuesday and it's still there so every <laughs> tuesday i'm going to go there and just <laughs> check in it's been five weeks and it's just been sitting in on that same spot and there's still other ones on the shelf too like that one figure has been there and not moved and there's no other classifieds but it's it's interesting to see that they seem to have turned a corner and and all pulse con is going to be interesting 
Uh, all right, next thing I wanted to bring up, because it's G.I. Joe adjacent, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, Mattel did an exclusive WWE Ultimate Sergeant Slaughter uh, that is based on, if you remember, there back when LJN was making WWF figures, the big rubber guys, uh, there was never a Sergeant Slaughter figure. But Hasbro released an LJN-style Sergeant Slaughter figure that was a mail-away. It's one of my personal holy grails. Uh, something it's one that, of the rarest toys that's out yes, there. Regularly sells for seven to eight hundred dollars, and those are ones that don't even look that good. Well, that's because it wasn't made of the same like material that the WWF figures. Well, were even made out LJNs of. don't look that good, though. Like if you if you see the an LJN honky tonk man, yeah, they didn't hold yeah, up good well lord over time. Yeah, like but the the slaughter figure in particular, they rot a lot faster than the ones that like because I still have all my. 80s wwf figures and yeah they may have some some nicks here and there and the paint applications are good but the actual rubber itself is still in great condition but oh, the slaughters okay. are apparently so the, not the quite slaughter that. actually deteriorates you're saying that's what that's and i've never seen one in person no but that's i haven't what I've either seen, i've uh, i've heard uh, from those who have owned them that they are that they, they don't stand up to the elements very well after 40 years mm. so this ultimate sergeant slaughter uh, is based on that look, uh, comes on an LJN style card back and was offered through Mattel Creations, sold out in about three minutes. I managed to order two, which was the limit. And I really wanted three or four of them because I would like to have one to open. I'd like to have one to keep on the shelf. I'd like to have one to get signed by Sergeant Slaughter at some point. And there is a black card chase variant. Uh, the same figure, but the card back is is a like uh, I think it's similar to the black LJNs that came later in the line. Uh, but this thing, uh, my wife, I set her up with a Mattel Creations account and told her at noon, just if you can get on there. If it's not too much of a hassle, because I don't want her dealing with this ridiculous toy nonsense that we deal with. <laughs> uh, and she got on and she, she said she put two in the cart. And by the time she got to check out, they were sold out. So I got lucky. I got, I've got two, whenever they ship them, supposedly in a couple of weeks now, I've got two on the way. Uh, but I just thought this was a really awesome. This is a perfect exclusive because there are plenty of other Sergeant Slaughter figures out there by Mattel. This is just a different weird variation but it ties WWF and GI Joe together in a very unique way. And for me, that's awesome. That's a really special thing where you got now, Christian, I know you hate Sergeant Slaughter, so you're not even in this conversation. No. Uh, Noel, were you tempted by this at all? No, just cause I don't collect anything WWE, but yeah. uh, it's, it's a really good looking figure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I will admire it from afar. So yeah, that I was do just... love that packaging. I'll, oh, I'll give them that. I mean, and, that is total flashbacks. And the packaging is completely resealable. Oh, even better. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Walmart also had their collector thing, whatever they called it, their summer collector event that was running kind of alongside Target's Summer Geek Out, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um. And Walmart showed and made available the His 3 with Rip It, which, did we already talk about this? 
No. Or did we talk about okay, so we haven't discussed this. Uh and then the Cobra officer, the Cobra Trooper, Stalker, and the Grunt. Now the Which I think those I think we knew those were coming out last time. We, we well recorded, we knew but... we knew the trooper and stalker were coming out because mm-hmm, they had okay. already showed up in stores. Grunt and the officer were rumored but had not been seen yet. Right. Uh but then the history was just kind of a I think that those were seen in hand before we'd heard any announcements. Yes, that's correct. Those were, I think those were found in stores as well. Uh, the his three to, to me personally is underwhelming. Uh, I've still got the original history. I'm not a big fan of the dirt deco on the tank treads. Uh, I do like the blue color, although to be honest, I would like a brighter blue hiss with clean tank treads. Uh, what did this do for you guys? I love the history. I'll buy it the moment i see it and i've seen pictures of people who have who have gotten out of the package and the 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 treads barely look like they're weathered to me yeah um maybe it's just the photos i've seen uh you know i'll, I'll and but i don't mind i don't mind a little bit of that weathering on them i was let down i feel like it's way too early in the line just to get a redeco of a vehicle you already put out when there are other things in that price point you know we still don't have like a trouble bubble or a claw just to me or or a vamp or a vamp things you know iconic other iconic joe vehicles um you know hopefully this means that like hasbro still has so much faith in this line that they are getting to those um, but I would be severely disappointed if all of a sudden the line went away and it was you put out two types of the his tank and well I not a I have and everybody's I have favorite a, thing. I have a theory um, because when you look at these four <clears throat> figures that I mentioned, the Cobra Trooper, Stalker, Grunt, and the Cobra Officer, they are very different figures they're brand new figures not not like the first retro offerings at all it all this almost feels like a relaunch of the retro line with a new aesthetic uh and apparently they've moved factories from china to vietnam i i don't know that i've got all of the information correct but my understanding is that these four figures are from the new factory in vietnam and are all new tooling and that they will not be using the old tooling anymore and if you look at these figures the potential to recreate the original 1982 joes is right here and i would love to see that in this style on these card backs uh which by the way the card backs on these are on stalker anyway uh i haven't got the trooper grunt or the officer yet but they are i did order them because these were readily available to order for several days uh but stalker's card back was like almost old school gi joe thick uh i and i picked a i, I saw them actually just a couple hours ago when i was in walmart i did see they had three stalkers on the shelves i I picked it up, looked at it, I put it back. I just not collecting things in this line other than the vehicles. Uh, I the the card back still felt very thin. I don't know if it was 
because I know you had mentioned that, but it didn't feel any thicker than the other ones that I'd seen in the past. So I don't know if the ones that are going straight to retail are made different than the ones that you're pre-ordering. Interesting. Um, I haven't seen them yet. Uh, yeah, I just it was the first time I'd seen them. The paint applications were really bad on all the ones that I saw. Really? Yeah, the stalker, like the eyeballs were in wonky positions and mm. so i i don't know if that's if it just was a bad batch that i saw wow that's wild because the one i've got is is beautiful like i because that was one of the early things that i saw people that were getting them in hand before mm. they were even announced there were some that had like giant looking eyes there was one um, that had a completely unpainted eye oh my gosh yeah the, yeah. the one i got is great qc is is wonderful on it the weapons are even nice and and rigid, like they're not the rubber weapons that we've been getting with so many things lately. Uh, I was I was really impressed with the stalker I got. And like I said, I'll I'll be interested to see these other three. Uh, I think the grunt looks fantastic. Uh, I, I can't say I've ever been all that excited to, to own a grunt figure, but this one looks really cool. I'm excited to get it in hand, and of course, I'll be reviewing all of this on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, so we get to see some new retro stuff from Walmart. Hopefully more to come. Uh, Mego is now in the GI Joe game along with apparently everybody else in the world that just out of nowhere up on Hasbro pulse available for pre-order. The second they were announced Amigo set of a pretty classic looking snake eyes and storm shadow. It was like the eve of the release of the movie. Like they they waited until the night that Snake Eyes was doing its early showings and yeah, to reveal yeah. this. Uh, and these uh, they look great. They come with tons of accessories. Uh, the accessories are Mego style. They're not like you know super fancy classified series accessories. But that's not what I want with a Mego style figure. Yeah. The packaging looks beautiful. Uh, I didn't order it because I felt like it was just a little overpriced for what it was. I think it was 65 bucks for two Mego figures. Uh, $59.99 pre-order, yeah, so yeah. 30 a piece. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, this is a novelty item. Much like the Super 7 stuff, you're paying for the novelty of it, for the design, for the, for the put it on your shelf and have something unique feel. Uh, the neat so soft... You, uh, you know, the soft goods are always nice. Yeah, you so you can't you can't compare this set to the $15 Amigos you can walk into Walmart and buy right now because this has, a, well, not a little something extra, a lot something extra because it comes with tons of accessories, the nice packaging, and it's tied into G.I. Joe in this movie event. So this is a, this is a collectible piece of memorabilia, not just a couple of figures. But it just wasn't something I felt like I needed. So uh, I think you guys, unless you have anything else, I do believe that covers the news and we can move on to a couple of segments. And we are back at Audible Interlude uh, to discuss Missing in Action, where we talk about figures that appeared in Joe Media, uh, but never had figures or toys made of them. <clears throat> and this time around, uh, I've 
been kind of uh, on a big boa kick recently, looking at all the amazing customs that people have been doing of him. And that got me thinking of a certain character that did appear in the G.I. Joe handbook. uh, And then we never got him. And that would be Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone himself. Um, So, yeah, they... He, I remember being on the bus and, and having the the handbook um, and being thoroughly confused that uh, the character Rocky Balboa was now going to be a part of G.I. Joe. He was going to be like their fight trainer. You saw no commercial about this. He, he wasn't in the cartoon yet. Like, it was just out of nowhere. And... I wouldn't say I was a big time Rocky fan, but this would have been around, uh, what is it? Rocky three with, um, uh, Ivan Drago and, you know, Rocky four was Drago. Three was Mr. T, but it looks like this was maybe 86. So after four then, right? Yeah. So, Sylvester Stallone during that time period, huge, huge, huge star. Um, anyway, so you, you we have this. It says he's he's going to be a part of GI Joe. We're all thinking that we're going to get this this toy of him, and then boom, next month when the next issue comes out, for the first time ever, there is a retraction from Marvel Comics that says Rocky (laughs) Balboa is not and has never been a member of the G.I. Joe team. And of course, we were all WTF. Um, And since that time, you know, he he made it far enough along that they had artwork made for his package. And, And there are some test shots of some of the sculpting that they did. You can find that stuff all on the internet. Um, as, as kind of silly of a concept as big boa can seem when you look at him, he looks like this Mad Max Thunderdome Cobra fighting warrior, uh, Rocky on the other hand with his, his staff with two boxing with the boxing glove <laughs> on each end, yeah. I think has to rank up there as one of the worst weapons possible in GI Joe. I mean, at, at least, and I'm sure we'll get to him eventually, but at, at least refrigerator Perry's football was on a chain. <laughs> so it was, he could hit. Well, and, and you can imagine that it was like a steel football. And yeah, not exactly. Like an actual football on a chain, which yeah. by the way, Anybody, if I ever see a fridge cosplay anywhere, I'm going to freak out. There was one at the last Dragon Con that took place in person two years ago, and I really wanted to get in touch with the guy because I wanted to find out if he was, if he was, you know, local and he wasn't a finest member and I wanted to recruit him in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he left, he left before I get a chance to talk to him really, but he looked Uh, great. And, and so in, in researching about this, um, 
I I actually like there are some customs of him out there that people have done sure. uh, in the original, you know, real American hero line. I, I haven't seen any that have done him in the anniversary style. Uh, but I would have to say of all the figures that we've talked about so far, I'm missing in action. He has the fewest amount of customs. But then I, when I think of what his purpose in the Joes was going to be, it makes perfect sense. You, you, you need a, a someone who can train the Joes in hand-to-hand combat. And that was well, the thing they were doing every year because you had you had Sergeant Slaughter and you had the fridge and you had so you 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 were doing that every year. And I that will actually play into something that I'm uh, we'll talk about a little bit later on uh, probably today. But yeah, like I was I, when I saw this, I was like, all right, so we're just gonna have a celebrity or. A, fictional character from another media that's going to be in the gi joe line every year as their new personal trainer you know even even at like 11 and 12 years old i kind of got that that was the that was the gimmick oh well and what's funny is if you look at the illustration in order of battle really looks nothing like sly but then you go and look at the wax prototype um sculpted by bill mcclain looks just like him looks incredible and then the uh, the sculpture sheet, which I'm trying to see who did these illustrations, does not look like Ron Rudat, but I'm not seeing. Oh, uh, Mark Pennington. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the figure looks awesome. I would have loved this. But what's the funniest thing to me about this is that it's not John Rambo, which it couldn't be, yeah. because Coleco licensed John Rambo, right? But like. And that is, fact, that is apparently part of what killed this. Yeah, right. Is, the, is that Sylvester was was shopping around Rambo. And so once those toy rights got sold off, then he contacted Marvel. And um, <clears throat> they also said that the reason why, or at least, you know, rumor after all these years, the reason why they did not have to pulp those comics and still let them go ahead and be printed is because that they didn't have the rights completely lined up. So they purposefully made the artwork not look like Sylvester Stallone. And the funny end to the story is that, you know, Coleco who released the Rambo figures that at the time were straight up just based on the movie, uh, got all kinds of like protests and parent council problems and, and really got hit hard and Hasbro dodged that bullet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, there were, so to speak, there is a surprising number of R rated properties that somehow managed to make their way onto children's toy aisles. Funny you mentioned with alien. Funny you mentioned that Noel, because needless things will be covering that in a, (laughs) in an episode in the very near future. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that our pal Bob Burke came up with that. Like, we need to do a rated R toy line episode, and I was like, "Of course we do." <laughs> well, we talked about Toxic Crusaders earlier, and that's one that I, right like, <laughs> blows my mind. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great pick. I would, I'd love to still at some point see a Rocky Balboa figure, uh, and and you know, Super Seven has made a lot of weird stuff come true <laughs> with their various toy lines. So if we could possibly get a Super 7 G.I. Joe Rocky Balboa, 
I'd, I'd be up for that. I'm wondering, there's got to be so many different legal hoops you have to jump through to get that made because you're dealing with the likeness of a real person. You're dealing with a property that's held by somebody other than Hasbro. So, but this, this is what, this is my go-to. If Batman 66 can finally get released on physical media, if Warner brothers and all the other rights holders, Fox, whoever else was involved in that mess, if that can finally get resolved, if the problems with Friday the 13th between Sean Cunningham and uh, whoever the other guy was can get resolved, like anything is possible. Anything is possible. Because it seemed like Friday the 13th as a license was dead like three years ago. It was looking like nothing else was going to get made because they were just in a boondoggle. But the almighty dollar can can cure all of your woes so we got that batman 66 blu-ray set we got our our new jason figure is finally hitting basically any day now anything is possible my friends in the world of toys in the world of pop culture including a gi joe rocky balboa (laughs) you gotta believe (laughs) all right let's move on to our next segment Welcome to Instruments of Destruction, where we discuss a vehicle up to and including its appearances in media. And uh, for this one, actually, I went back and forth with a couple of different things that I have added or re-added to my collection recently. And um, one of my favorite toys as a kid, um, it's it's small, it, you know, it, it was you could easily procure it for a dollar eighty when it first uh, was released upon the world in 1984. Um, but it it was such a great little versatile, little tiny little flying machine. Uh, it was used so well in GI Joe media. So I'm going to talk about the Cobra Claw. Um, I didn't really take a lot of notes on the Claw. I I grabbed my Claw. I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm just looking at all of the amazing detail on this tiny tiny little flying machine. Um, if you're not aware, the CLAW is, a, is an acronym for Covert Light uh, Aerial Weapon, as many uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra vehicles were given some sort of backronym like that. Um, but in this case, uh, it's, it was kind of like an upgrade to a hang glider. Uh, you, you strapped your figure onto it. They held on to the little the, the little handles in the front. You had a couple of missiles that attached to it. You had some wheels that folded out. Uh, you could also use it as a drone. You could replace your uh, your your figure with a tiny little smart bomb that hung on it. But I mean, it's it's almost when you look at this and you realize what the price point of this little tiny thing was back in 1984 when it came out. There's there's so much amazing sculpting. There are moving parts. There are ailerons who, that move uh, up and down. There are wings that extend on the sides. Um, this is this is fantastic for what. And these things new in the package now. You're gonna get. You're gonna pay a hundred dollars. Uh, I got really lucky at Joe Fest, and I found one that was in 
that was complete and in really really great condition most of the stickers are still like you know in perfectly placed and everything for twenty dollars um and i've been pricing them before that because this is this is one that got so much play when i was a kid that it's in pieces um my original one so i was very happy to add one back um talk about like how it got used in the media um this was like cobra commander's personal uh craft i mean he flew this thing around all the time in the cartoons uh you saw it in the silent interlude episode it's what uh uh snake eyes flew down there and and you know uh, saved scarlet and flew her off in the claw um you know it's it's such a iconic tiny little vehicle and uh very very happy to have one back in my collection and in, in in complete format uh i use the claw for everything and it always kind of bothered me that gi joe didn't really have an analog for this because so often they would do that they would very intentionally have uh vehicles that kind of opposed each other whether it was like the mobat and the hiss or mm -hmm. the vamp and the stinger or you know which obviously were much more obvious analogs but the joes didn't i guess the skyhawk or or the okay look mm. this is something i've got to get out <laughs> those those terrible foam core hang gliders <laughs> i get it they're part of the gi joe collection officially maybe we'll do a joe or no on those things at some point in the future oh you're, I, you're gonna you're gonna have to go with joe because of the great figures they came with i well and that's the thing is the saving grace or the figures that were included with those hang gliders yeah because those hang gliders I, didn't last they were three or four plays yeah um so joe didn't really have a, a similar kind <laughs> of of single person flight thing. Yeah. I think the Skyhawk's probably your closest analog to it just because it's a small craft and I can't think of any other Cobra weapon that really was it's. Uh, I mean the trouble, I would put the trouble bubble up against the Skyhawk. That's true. Before the claw, the claw I mean, was just this omnipresent I mean, thing. Going back to those first couple of waves, the Joes had the jet pack. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Jump. You're probably right. And, the, and the so, I mean, to me, the, the claw has is a vehicle because it has firepower and everything else going for it, and, and so much more fly style. faster and maneuver a bit. Uh, use my words, maneuverability <laughs> um, versus the Joe's jetpack. But then again, Cobra has Destro to invent things for them. That's true. That's true. Cobra did from from the, the start. Cobra had a little bit of a sci-fi edge over the Joes, and that's absolutely what this vehicle is. I love the claw. I have not yet added a vintage one to my collection because I feel like it's one of those things you kind of need to buy in person. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little tough to tell online what you're getting with this one. Uh, and what's it's funny got to so me... so many parts that can be lost, and that's right. really kind of the... Well, One lost and broken. Yeah, lost um, and broken. And but there's, I mean, it did just just like the the wing extensions and the ailerons. Those are those are missing from like most of the ones that you see online. So what's funny to me? Uh, this is an audio podcast, so our listeners cannot see me right now. I have just turned around and counted the cobra claws that I currently have hanging from my ceiling. I have four 
Now, these Cobra are the newer Quads. ones, though, right? These are the retools. They're the newer ones, and they are garbage compared yeah. to this original, <laughs> which I didn't realize until recently that because the original Cobra Claw has um, these parts underneath where the wings are fuller, uh, and the newer ones are kind of hollowed out. Uh, they don't have the detail. It's just one piece. It's not two pieces that clip together. Yeah, this the original one was never redone. Uh, it was no. only released in '84. They released the the little mini one in '80, like in '80 or sorry, 2008, uh, and they've re-released that one several times in the 25th and. And, and I've I've got every one that they've re-released, but I like I said, I did not realize until recently how much of a poor imitation this newer one really is it is it's a junkie and, and, and don't get me wrong i still think they're neat i still like them and I, I like that they're hanging from my ceiling up here but compared to that original claw these are like just they are they're just junky and looking at the one that released in 2008 with the with the the viper figure with it was $16 for that little claw yeah, which right, is essentially right. i mean it's it's essentially an accessory for a figure but the figures at that time were retailing for what 8 8 or 9 dollars um, uh you know what i'm not even sure 2008 no, I don't think they were up to eight or nine dollars yet i wouldn't say they were still like 6 or 7 but i, I could okay. be wrong <laughs> I don't know because I feel like Star Wars figures were already hitting the eight to ten dollar mark. Back yeah, then, but I remember they started for being while, accessory heavy. And, I remember, you know, with their build a joint parts. I remember for a while Joe's were still cheaper. Than uh, Star- There's an easy way to find this out. Yeah, I'm actually go- looking at it right now to see what the 25th anniversary figures were going for in go. 2008 on yojo.com. And apparently, oh, of course, it says NA. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> First figure I picked. Uh, let's look at Major Blood. How much did a Major Blood? Yeah, NA cost? is, NA, is all that's yeah. showing up. Uh, that's disappointing. Oh, well. And I don't remember uh. what I was paying for these specifically at the time. Uh, but but I do remember for a while that even though they were coming with a lot more accessories and had more articulation, Joe's were still cheaper than Star Wars. And I think it was because of the licensing, mm-hmm. because Hasbro owns G.I. Joe, but was his licenses Star Wars. Right. Um, but then eventually G.I. Joe's did make the jump to being, you know, more expensive. But, but I want to say up through 2009, they still weren't approaching that $10 price point. But I, I could be wrong about that. All right. Well, the claw, definitely an awesome instrument of destruction, essential for your collection, whether you have an original or one of the junky new ones or four of the junky new ones like I've got. <laughs> um, although in my defense, they all came with figures that I wanted. Uh, so it is time to wrap this thing up, you guys. Uh-huh. 
Welcome to Knowing is Half the Babble, where we wrap everything up and we each get a little bit of time to rant about anything in the world of G.I. Joe. Uh, Noel, you seem pretty excited. Why don't you kick us off this month? Uh, why didn't somebody else kick it off so I can finish prepping what I'm doing? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Christian, are you ready to go? <laughs> I am. Um, okay. So all I have for this month is I recently discovered on the Tubi app that they have G.I. Joe Sigma 6 uh, and Renegades, which uh, I had never seen the Sigma 6 cartoon. So starting today, uh, I started doing a watch of it. And hopefully um, by the time I get through the whole series, um, I'll, I'll do a little discussion on here about it. Yeah, I I would very much like to go back and give Renegades another chance. Uh, I was not as open-minded about G.I. Joe when that came on as I am now. So I, I really do want to give that series another shot. Uh, and Sigma 6, I, I'll be honest, I don't know that it's going to be something I love, but it's G.I. Joe and I want to check it out. Yeah, so far, um, I don't know. You know, I was... I. And we can get more into it whenever I, I talk about it. Uh, I don't know why I didn't know anything about the cartoon. Because um, it has the look and feel very much so of a Cartoon Network show of that. Period, uh, even though it wasn't. And, and same thing with Renegades. Really. Um, you know, it came on the hub and not every table provider had the hub when it started um, yeah for those, those for the listeners cities are are lucky for the listeners who might not even know the hub was a sort of short-lived hasbro channel it was very ambitious but it did not it did not do well you had they were essentially building it around a couple properties there's the transformers prime was one of the big ones that was on it yeah um and my they were, pony yep yep but it, yeah, it did not. It did not last very long. I think Hasbro has tried to be very, very ambitious in some of these uh, things with yeah, shared yeah. universes and having their own networks. But yeah, I so, love Renegades. It's one of those ones that I want to go back and watch again because it was one that I didn't like at first, but as the mm -hmm. show went on, and I kept, I kept picking up on, oh, I, I know who that is. Oh, I see that they're very, they're very subtly doing some fan service, but it's not over the top fan service. So, so I want to watch the, it again. For the listeners, uh, Tubi is a free app, uh, and I think everything on it's free, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it got plays commercials. It has whatever. commercials, eh. but um, what I have discovered for most of what they consider kids entertainment, um, I'll get commercials in between episodes, but I didn't get any commercials during the show itself. Oh, like wow. I have. On like when I'm watching, say like classic Battlestar Galactica, yeah, or, yeah, or a movie. Um, so yeah. So for the listeners, uh, if you want to freshen up on Sigma Six and Renegades, we'll probably be talking about them pretty soon. Uh, my knowing is half the babble is pretty simple. Um, it's really just. Everybody take it easy. We're all G.I. <laughs> Joe fans. 
we all want the best for this franchise that we love so much. Uh, and there's just so many different ways to portray GI Joe and to appeal to different corners of that fandom. Cause you got to remember, it's not just real American hero. It's also the 12 inch Joe fans. It's also kids who grew up with the 2009 movie and, and renegades. It's, it's, a, a big fandom to encompass now. And if we want it to keep going, we have to, you know, you don't have to love everything that comes out. As I said, I don't think I'm going to love Sigma six, but it's out there. And it's a thing that could potentially hook somebody into GI Joe and continue to grow this thing that we care about so much. So uh, just chill out a little bit with your expectations and, Love the parts of it that you love and gloss over the parts of it that maybe aren't aimed at you anyway. Uh, I think that's a good way to be. And as, as we've seen with the classified line, they can try new things and then course correct and decide, well, Hey, maybe with this particular segment, we do need to appeal to this fan. Uh, It's a constantly evolving thing as any pop culture IP should be so let's all just chill out and take it easy and also i gotta real quick say what a dumb dumb i am because i completely forgot to mention that mezco showed their third gi joe 112 collective figure firefly they only showed the face yeah Yeah, i I totally forgot it's not in my notes or anything (laughs) uh but i'm sure we'll be able to talk about that uh more on the next episode but yeah firefly my favorite character from gi joe uh, coming soon as a Mezco 112 collective figure. And and the face that they showed looked phenomenal, but that's all they showed. So we don't know anything else. All right, Noel, you, you've, you've set the bar pretty high for your babble. What have you got? All right. So this is obviously an audio podcast, but the three of us are all, are all, uh, you know, sharing screens and stuff, or at least we're, we're seeing each other. Oh, host disabled participant screen sharing. Well, that just blows what I was going to do. Oh, well, wait, I, I should be able <laughs> okay. to, I should be able to adjust that. Wait, let me figure right. out how to, where, what, how do I do that? Oh no. There's, there's gotta be I a should, way. I should have checked with settings. you ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a good thing. We need mainframe down here. <laughs> uh, we, need those, we need those techno vipers back here again. I'm in the right menu. Do you have security tab on the uh, on the bottom bar? I don't because I'm not the host. I'm guessing, but uh, oh yeah, I do. So from there, oh, there it is. Allow participants to share screen. Okay. Right. So for my babble this month, this is this is something bold I'm doing because I have I have never shared this with uh, any adults in my life. Whoa. So as a child, I really like GI Joe. This is incredible. And going through some uh, going through some papers uh, a couple months back, I wound up finding a bunch of stuff that I, you know, doodles and stuff from when I was a kid. I was dead set on designing the next year or like multiple next several years of GI Joe. So Whoa. I would just make my own catalogs and design my own vehicles and give and give my uh, my characters names 
um as you can as as you guys can see here here are some of my my, uh, my little clever some really really bad names but i had slither who was uh i guess he was a night assault trooper for cobra i had new versions of torch and buzzer that i was coming out with i had uh little uh red viper troopers um I had a, a like a, an interrogator character called Diamondback. I had a paratrooper called Leapin' Lizards, which I still which think is, that's... is the greatest name ever. I I've... think I think that they would have used that name. And then going forward, I had my Joes over here. Uh, you know, wow. I did a redo of Flint because obviously Flint was the best because he wore a beret, and this character here also wears a beret. You uh-huh. asked the question about who would change the uh, change the uh, the tires on the vamp. Well, this character right here, Hubcap, he's a mechanic, and his backpack <laughs> is a tire, so he carried a spare <laughs> yes. tire in his back. Uh, my agent here, my secret agent, his name was Rockets. He was always the star of my like headcanon GI Joe stories. Uh, and of course, I had a new Snake Eyes here who played into his ninja thing because he's barefoot and barehanded. But it not and only... he has a bird and a dog. Yes, he has timber and he's added a, a, a bird to his collection. Oh, man. So, um, you know, uh, eventually, maybe one of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll share some of this stuff. You out have world. to. This is, this is literally my favorite moment in the history of my podcasting. Yeah. And this is and listeners, it's not, it's not even just that. Like when he says, Oh, I'm sharing with you, my doodles. This is like, it looks like the little catalog the toy catalog. Yes. He has the figures all in a row numbered. And Folded. then on the, uh, oh, on the other side is, yeah. is the names with their description. I mean, but this one, look, it's it's folded yeah. like the catalog would have been. And the as you Hulkster. can see here, this was what I was discussing Whoa. when I said there would be a new trainer every year. So after, you know, you had a Rocky Balboa de- debacle that never happened, the Hulkster was the next one that was going to be in the line as far as I was concerned. Okay. So for the <laughs> listeners, what we're looking at right now is a piece of paper <laughs> with... um it's it's designed oh my gosh so that the top of the paper has the gi joe logo very well done by the way and a sort of scene like you would have seen on the front of the cross cell pamphlets and then upside down above that because of the way you would have folded this up is an image of the hulkster Oh my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> Zoom in on this because he comes with a weight set. Yes, he came with a weight set. And a rip-off t-shirt. Now yes. Hulk Hogan <laughs> has joined G.I. Joe. You can buy him with a uh, barbells, barbells and a rip-off t-shirt. Also look for the Hogan Gym, dude. I was cross-selling that Hogan Gym. This is phenomenal. <laughs> You don't know how bad I want this to be a real thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this was so I can tell by my handwriting. I broke my hand when I was in seventh grade, and my handwriting just went to utter crap after that. And I can tell by th- this was all done probably when I was recovering for that like six months. This was the big wow. coup de gras here. I wanted to do a giant Fort Wadsworth <laughs> that was like a big playmat. 
that would have you know a place for you to put your checkpoint alpha over here with little roads and there would be housing for your joe team members a little motor pool area and of course then you could imagine that goes down to the pit um and then a place for gi joe headquarters to set up over here obviously this is a this is a pretty ambitious set here this would be you know <laughs> well joe that's i i thoroughly appreciate seven-year-old joel's gift for for salesmanship and hyperbole because <laughs> it is in his description it is listed as the biggest gi joe toy ever exclamation point nothing as nothing escapes it i think which that doesn't make any sense to me but because <laughs> i read that and i was like I think it, well, I guess he wasn't uh, thinking of the flag, but then wait, no, seven and a half by seven and a half. That's well, your intent than the flag. was probably like nothing eclipses it. Nothing Maybe. is better than this. But zoom, zoom back out because here's how I see this working: is this is actually separate playsets, and you order a big mat because you do you remember the A team? three and three quarter inch figures uh -huh. they came with a big mat that you put 3d pieces on top of that's how i see this is you buy the motor pool the intelligence center um all of these separate things are going to be separate little play sets uh like one maybe one central one would be like the headquarters but then you would have like the checkpoint and the watchtower. They would be little playsets like that. And when you buy them all, you collect the mail-in sheets and you order the mat to put them all on. That's how I see this working. And you got to have a lot of a lot of floor space to do a seven and a half by seven and a Heck half. Yeah, you do. And giant I feet, as it's described. I would have made it. This is incredible. We should have done a whole episode around this. Noel, you really should have given us a heads up. <laughs> this would have been special missions. Little kid, Noel, GI well, Joe may designer. Maybe we, maybe we can do this and, you know, I do some, some you know, video along with it one day as a special feature. This was just, uh, you know, a, a bit of a teaser. There's more to it. There's also my transformers, uh, which I didn't do transformers. I had a, my own separate se series of those toys that also transformed <laughs> and were in the same universe. Oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, yes, this was, you know, this was just something that I was, uh, you know. This, this is absolutely fantastic. I love this. And the people, yeah. look at this. You've even got an accessory, one of the battle packs. Yep. Yep. I had to have accessory packs down here. You know, th that, that came out every year. Yes. And, and some of these are, are a little, are a little silly. My giant flying oh, fortress cobra vehicle. Uh, that's awesome, though. That makes me love it. <laughs> um, yeah, the people deserve to be able to see this. This and this is not just for the listeners who are like, "Man, I wish we could see this right now." This is not like, "Oh, I'll just pop these up on Instagram." Like, this is something that deserves a feature of some kind. We will yeah. figure out a way. You know what? Honestly. I think this might be Dragon Con worthy. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. If you're not ready for that, I understand. <laughs> but I think this would be like the hit of the panel. Um, but we'll 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 figure out a way to feature this and to give it the attention it deserves because I think this is absolutely fantastic. I love this kind of stuff. Um this is great. 
I love this. All right. Well, I think, uh, and, and again, for the listeners, I'm sorry you can't see it, but you will be able to see it at some point. We'll, 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 leak, a, we'll leak a few teasers maybe uh, maybe on the Instagram here when there this you drops. Go. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, Nolan Christian, uh, that I keep trying to drag the uh, screen back over here, and I'm clicking in the wrong spot. There we go. Uh, you guys, thank you for sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe once again. And as always, yo, Joe. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.